Super Don, you are so rotten and mean. I love it. Anyway, hopefully y'all are still alive, uh, not making light of the emergency broadcast network system. Beep. But it uh, is apparently the uh, federal government cannot tell time uh, because it went off uh, two minutes early. I guess they were like wanting to make sure you didn't turn off your phone early. So they're going to get you. Although it doesn't make sense, though, if your phone is the vector, what what are the towers for? Where they say, ah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it, y'all. We're here. We're live. Super Don is alive. And he was startled earlier today, but he's okay. I he's was. Okay. And you know what? I put that open together, but then I didn't get it uploaded to restream in time. So, oh, never mind. Well, let's. We, uh, we ran out of time, but I'll play it anyway. I'll play okay. it. Uh, we'll be able to get to see uh, what happened. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. So, shall yeah. we uh, start the Robert Scott Bell show today? We got John A. Richardson Jr., Richardson Nutritional Center coming on, talk B17 yes. and more. Yes. And, uh, a lot of a lot of you and me today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. RobertScottBell.com slash listen, share the show, see you in the chat room, say hi, and we'll get this party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. They still ask the question, believe it or not, why don't you trust us? Why don't you trust science? Why don't you believe in the science? What's wrong? Is it is it all Andy Wakefield's fault? <laughs> I it's astonishing how moronic so-called smart people can be maybe are um you know yes they're morons how do you not know why people don't trust whatever you call the science or science as if there is the thing called the science that's the question as we open up today's robert scott bell show and uh, we are here apparently we are alive and well unless we have woken up into an alternate reality we heard the beeping at 18 after the hour instead of 20 which means Either the feds can't tell time or they just wanted to uh, cause you to, to have a little fright, a little jump scare, a la, I guess, John Carpenter's movies, Halloween, whatever it is that's coming up. And yet we're still here. Now, this is not to say that there is no legitimacy to the fact that I agree they can utilize whatever is in those 5G or other towers, ramp it up, crank it up, alter the frequency. That is, that's not the controversy as, as we discuss you know, what they predicted would happen. People were going to be turning into zombies or rolling over with Marburg or whatever that was activated because of what was injected or what they were exposed to. Uh, the reality is there's a lot of, uh, let's say, illusion or Maya, if you understand that, that term, that word, on this planet. And there are a lot of folks that would like to manipulate you into heightened states of fear on an ongoing or permanent basis to weaken you to make you vulnerable, susceptible. And as you, I mean, look, if you're just walking around, you know, whatever, doing nothing and suddenly you hear beep, it's going to startle you, except the people that are on so many medications that they don't even know if they're here anymore at all. You know, is that the end game of this? Just let's startle you. 
Well, no, not once, but many times over and over and over. Having you living in anticipation of dread or fear of something that's going to happen. And I will say this right here, right now, at the risk of offending any, any of you, is that if you are feeling that fear, if you are feeling that anxiousness, it means you are disconnected from the source of what? Calmness. The homeopathic hit of the day. No, I'm going further than that. To the source of all healing, your divinity, your connection to the divine, your spiritual essence. Because when you are, this has my, been my experience, when I am so connected, there is nothing that can frighten me. Now, this is not me bragging. I'm saying this, that is true, that anybody is that connected to the source of all reality and all creation. Going beyond the negative powers that pretend that they are God or God-like beings and going deeper and deeper and deeper into that source. At that point, what is there to be afraid of? Really? What is there to fear? You know you're immortal. You don't ever die. And I'm not talking about the physical body. This temple is a shell that you live in while you're here. You discard it. It goes back to the earth and it recycles. And then maybe somebody else inhabits it. Maybe you come back and inhabit it, whatever your belief system is. But the, what I'm saying about the reality of fear is that fear, some have said, well, you've heard that false evidence appearing real. I mean, whether it's false or real evidence, evidence perhaps is evidence. And you're like, well, it was planted there. Well, yeah, it was artificially planted in your brain to say, this is the trigger. I'm going to make you so scared that you'll jump out of your skin and die. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened when somebody heard the beep, they just keeled over. And of course, heart attacks happen. Now they happen a lot more frequently in those who have gotten COVID injections, as we learned about the damage to the, uh, the heart itself and the entire vasculature. In fact, arguments are now being made that even if you don't have an official diagnosis of myocarditis, pericarditis, that everybody that's gotten the injection, if it was actually a real injection, had some kind of physical or physiological damage. And I would agree with that. But the, the severity is determined by a lot of different factors, some of which we're not aware of because they never actually revealed everything that was in the injection. And one lot to one lot to one lot, is it all the same? Who knows? These were emergency use authorizations that are still being given out. If, well, for far fewer people are accepting them anyway. So the reality is, could they, question, could they use these towers with large trunks of electricity going through that they only need a fraction of that? Why would they put those large trunks? Because somebody might one day want to use it that way. Is today that day? So far, we've made it through that 30-minute window, most of us. I'm not saying, Super Don, you can check the news reports. Uh, is there a zombie apocalypse in New York City and San Francisco and Chicago? What? No, that's been going on for a while. Never mind. That's a bad question. Um, is there some new, <laughs> something new going on that we should know about because of the signaling? And you get no. what I'm saying here. I'm not trying to diminish the reality of these threats to our health, but also the fear induction machinery causing us live and heightened on edge on top of everything added. And that could result in death induction. It can the death sticks of old Super Don, back in yes. the you know, primitive cultures, you had the medicine man who mm -hmm. would point the death stick, and within three days, the person that was pointed at would be dead. Right. Was there anything real about it? Well, no. The reality was the imagination, the acceptance of real becomes reality. The power you know, of, yeah, of, power of, 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 of your own thinking and exactly. your own brain, right? It's, it's, it goes back even like, you remember the uh, we were growing up, the story of Dumbo, right? 
Yeah, yes, you magic, could magic feather, years. right? Yeah. You know, and that was Whether the reason you believe why. you can or you can't, you're right. You're tr- yeah. you're, and here we are discussing this, thankfully alive, as far as I know, unless we're in an <laughs> alternate reality I'm not aware of. Yeah. And no, I didn't do any mushrooms today. That would be okay if that's what you want to do, especially no microdosing. That's yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Uh, but I'm looking at the this reality of living in a heightened state of fear on an ongoing basis is a psychological operation. It's a psyop and it's being utilized by good people and bad people for various reasons. You know, the, the so-called white hats versus black hats. And uh, how do we manipulate people to believe better, right? Even, even what we do, what I do, I'm not overtly intending to program you, but if you hear the message of empowerment and positivity, hopefully it uplifts you and, and leads to a better life, better choices. But as we've learned recently, there are people that hear messages and you, how can you be responsible for how they receive the message totally? Because if you want to hear one thing out of anything that I say, you could pick that out and say, I, you told me to do something, for instance. Mm-hmm. And yet there's got to be a point in which we take responsibility for engaging in life itself and adopting beliefs and living according to those beliefs or not. Now, I think we're a bit more transparent in saying this is what we believe this is what I believe. And Super Don, if you don't believe it, you'll say it. And we have you know, discussions about it, somewhat animated. And that's fine. And I'll too. lovingly make fun of you about it. Of course. But, you, know, you do. I mean, as you many know. people. Even Scott Sherrill made fun of me for my glasses. <laughs> yeah, he, he mentioned that to me this morning, actually. I was talking to him. Did you want to know like, if I was butthurt? I was like, dude, it's totally cool. It, no, it was just unexpected. I, no, neither you or nor I expected that to come from him. I thought it so was great. It, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was very funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So... We got upcoming events this weekend. Thankfully, we'll still be able to do them. The Your Health Freedom event coming up. Thanks to Kristen Chevrier, uh, West Jordan, Utah. There's also the uh, the big one in Pittsburgh with our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. We got to talk about that yesterday. And uh, if you missed the tennis video, uh, me playing tennis, and, and that was great. That was fun. Yes. We got that. Anything you want to add on uh, this uh, uh, <clears throat> experience we just had this morning or tie it into the why so many Americans are losing trust in science. Why can't they figure it out? Because they're morons. They don't want to figure it out because we know why. It's so easy. It's so a third grader gets it. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, you know, this is, uh, where is this at? The New York Times, right? New York Times. Yeah. Why so many Americans are losing trust in science? I I just, (laughs) how many times have we talked about this? Can't this be a moment of duh at this point? It's it's so silly at this point, you know, and it, Throughout, they've been yeah. saying this now for the last couple of years, ever since they noticed the, the negative effect of, of what they did during the pandemic. And, you know, we keep saying, oh, we don't want to give them advice. You know, we want to, don't want to give them, you know, the, the, you know, advice on how to make people trust their version of what they say the science is. Mm-hmm. But they just don't seem to get it. You know, it's like, I mean, let bring it down to like a basic level. You know, let's say, I'm, I'm sure everybody, you know, if you've been uh, living life long enough, uh, you've run into a situation where somebody's violated your trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and they say trust is very hard to to re- regain. Re-win. You know, yeah. once it's once it's violated, once it's broken, but it it can be done. But it's you know, there's a process that has to take place. You know, first thing you got to do is is admit the fact that you lied, or that you did something to to betray that trust. Then you've got to apologize for it, and then you got to promise to never do it again. Now, if you, look at what, if you look at government, if you look at yeah. CDC, the FDA, you know, whoever, the president, whatever, uh, 
Nobody's done that. Not, not, not even I mean, not even once. I mean, when they go to apologize, it's a phony baloney, you know, apology without apologizing. Yeah, um, and they don't actually lengthy. apologize for what they should apologize for. They find some kind of lesser thing to to say that, well, perhaps we did this wrong and yeah. and, and their solution will be more transparent. No, no you it won't. Isn't. It's just give us more money and we'll do better. Yeah, Re- again, be- remember Rochelle, she leaves CDC saying, we've got to reorganize and the new person comes in <laughs> we're, and, and basically says the same and thing. What and what do then- they do every time? What do they do? They, they get, they put somebody else in charge and then mm. that person says, okay, we're going to spend $50 million on this new campaign mm. and we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, pay three celebrities to do commercials to tell you about how great uh, vaccines are. Yeah. Uh, and and we're gonna we're going to uh, uh, put out some funny cartoons for people to look at, and we're going to tell you more science. And that's mm-hmm. that's how about stop lying? Don't lie yeah. anymore. You know you want us to trust you? Don't lie. Don't 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 lie to us. Clearly, anymore. if they're asking the question, Super D, would you agree that they don't want to know the answer? They're not even th- interested. Yeah, in Yeah, I think they know the answer. It's just they, they, they can't they, they can't. They literally cannot do what it is that they, they that cannot do. They done. cannot tell the truth so that yeah. they have to then obfuscate and say, we, we just can't figure this thing out. And these are the morons that you're relying upon for what? To guide you to the next pandemic or through it? Yep. Oh, man. Just yep. amazing. All right. So my, my uh, final two cents here on, yeah. on the situation from this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I got caught off guard. The The phone did the thing at 1118, 1120. Yeah. I have not seen anything. So everything looks fine. Okay. Um, although I will say one thing, it just kind of just popped into my head this morning as I was thinking about this and I knew it was coming up. I've seen so many people talking about, I'm going to turn off my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my phone in the microwave. I'm going to turn everything off in the house. And I was just like, why? I mean, how, how would that do anything? Because the signal's coming from the, the tower. Right. It's not the phone that's going to do it. You need to be in it. the Faraday cage or bag. You, you need to yeah. get jump inside yeah. the Faraday bag. But anyway, yeah. everything turned out fine. Okay. Um, so we'll see, uh, wh- where things go from here. I did see somebody say that, well, maybe they might get it wrong and do it on the 11th instead. You know, well, they, they've, they've put those two dates as, as already yeah. the fourth and the 11th as, right. as test dates. So, uh, yeah, now this is the secret. They're trying to lull you into a false sense of security because nothing happened on the fourth. Right. Look, there's a lot of signaling going on all of the time. And the best you can do, I believe outside of living in a Faraday bag, <laughs> is to strengthen your own body. They do make Faraday suits, right? I think they do. I've seen yeah. those before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I sleep on a silver pillow. That helps a little. That's right. The, yeah. the idea is, of course, to strengthen your body. And that includes what we're going to talk about this hour with my good friend, John A. Richardson Jr., uh, to utilize the things that can neutralize some of the bad things that are happening, whether it be uh, an energetic input first and foremost, or whether it be a toxicological burden that uh, basically corrupts the body's ability to eliminate it. And then that accumulation results in aberrant uh, metabolic functions, including the alteration of your healthy cells into cells that are no longer you. Uh, They call them cancer cells. What can we do to counter those things? Well, how about eating uh, the food of creation as it was created? And that might include what's in that, uh, that lovely apricot that we have thousands of because of the tree back in our backyard. Or if you don't want to harvest your own, because it ain't easy. Uh, you can check out Richardson Nutritional Center, rncstore.com slash RSB. I think that's what it is. We have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com and pick up some things that we're going to talk about right now with John Richardson Jr. John, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. 
Thank you so much. Oh, the audience cheers. So uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it is a little different. Mostly when we do this, we usually get together at the, like the red pill expo and there's all sorts of crowds around and things like that. So this is great. That was, that was very entertaining. And just for my input on that, uh, I told everybody uh, that I was, I was accepting that there was something that could happen, but I wanted to test my own immune system and see what it was. So if they were going to do something, I left my phone on next to me and yes, it went off two minutes early and gave yeah. me a little startle. Uh, but you know, obviously nothing happened and I'm 100% a believer that it's all fear-based. Most of the things we hear and see and do are all fear-based, but the motivation we need to take from it is to keep working at what we're doing. You keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I do. When Scott's time to take me, it's going to be God's time to take me. I'm going to let him make that decision. And I'm not going to wake up in the morning and think, Oh my God, what do I fear? I've prepared as have you, we've all prepared for the inevitable things that could happen. But we can't prepare for everything, and all we can prepare is our souls. So mm-hmm. my mission every single day, along with my father uh, behind me when he, when he was a, younger than me, is to tell people about the truth about cancer. And there's a fine organization by Ty and Charlene Bollinger called The Truth About Cancer, and they'll tell you. We, we're friends. They're coming to my wedding, uh, or at least they RSVP'd. Awesome. They did an RSB. They did an RSB. They RSVP'd. Yes, right. My wedding on October 21st. I think I sent you an invitation to. Dude, I, I so want to be there. I, I have to be at the uh, uh, Patriots United Washington event. They've invited me to speak with uh, Brian yeah. Artis and, and Stella Manuel and things. It's like, dude, I would be there with you guys, but that's what yeah. happens. We're, we're we got to keep doing our thing. Yeah. yeah, both of those people you mentioned are amazing patriot people, and I use the word patriot in fear of anything. But I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> that. We have known, I, I, I mentioned to you before, and a lot of people don't realize this, but we have known about the answer to cancer for over 100 years. When Ed wrote this book in 1974, Ed Gio Griffin, who's a mutual friend of both of ours, who I'm going to be talking to later today, presenting him a, a, an amazing project that we're doing to, to uh, memorialize this book, was written in 1974. Mm-hmm. Most people know about G. Edward Griffin through Creature from Jekyll Island which is a very amazing book, which he wrote part of at my house as a kid. But this man behind me was a very good friend of G. Ever Griffin's. And that's my father. And Ed, he got Ed to write this book. And recently at Ed's 90th birthday at a Red Pill Expo, he said the second most influential thing in his life was meeting my father because mm-hmm. he introduced him to a subject that Ed continues to speak about uh, to this day. And, but most people know him for Creature from Jekyll Island, and I follow up with that because I want to continue my dad's mission. Don't forget about World Without Cancer. And so this year, we're going to, in 2024, we're going to start something that is going to be amazing that I can't wait to share with you about that. But it's going to be called Operation World Without Cancer. And it's going to be about teaching people the facts that we've known forever and busting through the psyop of them keeping us fearful about cancer. Most people, Scott, uh, Robert, excuse me. Yeah, I know, I know it you're all works. Yeah, yeah, it, it all works. works. So you can call me, call me, just don't call me late for dinner. Most people think of cancer as a death sentence. And I literally uh, think of it as a life uh, empowering thing that if you take it as a, as, as a lesson that you're not eating. Life empowering wake up call. Yeah. Yes. Life empowering wake up call. If yeah. you take it as a, uh, a lesson that you're not eating the right stuff, you're, you're not treating your body fairly. Uh, that you're going to get it because the mechanism is is been proven through science scientifically. It's been proven over and over in their studies, but people in your audience still are skeptical. 
you know that people in your audience listening to this are like, there can't be, a, this can't be a simple answer to, to cancer. It can't possibly be because they've drilled it into us that we must do pharmaceutical drugs. We must do surgery. We must do chemotherapy. And they've been doing that 50 years. And do you think that cancer has become less prevalent or more prevalent? Uh, recently, I was talking to uh, uh, Eric Naputi, Dr. Eric Naputi, and he said uh, trajections that he sees, it's going to be one in two of us are going to get cancer if we don't change things by 2030. So one out of every, at your Thanksgiving dinner this year, you can look around the table and think that one out of every two of the people there, not probably your table, because you're, you're, you know this, you already know this, but your audience needs sure. to know it as well. Right. The, the reality, John, as you know, we all have cancer cells pop up from time to time. The question is, why does it proliferate? How does it take over? How does it spread? All of these things, uh, the mechanisms are not really actually unknown. And and to your point of what your your dad brought out, the mechanisms for you know targeting cancer cells without harming healthy cells is also known. And it relies upon natural substances delivered not by altering and synthesizing them, but simply by harvesting them <laughs> and bringing them to your table so you can eat them. Let yes. food be thy medicine. We might have heard that once or twice, and uh, that fits the bill so beautifully. And yes, G. Edward Griffin and your dad uh, did extraordinary work to bring this out to the world all so many years. I, I, it's just hard to imagine. 1974, it's going to be 50 years since that time. So yeah, 24 is going to be an amazing year for you know a world without cancer. Now, uh, we can't do it for anybody, but we can certainly ramp up the communication and education information campaigns. Absolutely. And we, our concept is to build, develop a mockingbird media of our side of the free media, uh, basically telling the truth in the same way. So we repeat the message. And that's part of our plan to have. It's, it's inconceivable for most people to think of a world without cancer. But Ed not only conceived it, he wrote a book that he tells me in personal conversations and on stage, whatever, that he doesn't know anybody in his life that regularly has eaten nitrilocytes that's ever died of cancer. Now, do you think, do you think Ed's a truth teller? Do you think Ed's a truth? You know, he's a truth teller. He'll say that to you. You can have a private conversation with him. Now, I'm not saying that anybody that's gotten cancer that takes apricot seeds is 100% cured. I'm not saying that. You can't jump off a bridge and then have someone throw you a parachute. You can still die of cancer if you if you eat nothing but garbage all the time and eat donuts and that's your healthy way. But the truth is the mechanism that when uh, that amygdalin basically God created a plant for every disease. I think you probably believe that too. Scurvy mm. is, is vitamin C, you know, orange, uh, you, you eat vitamin C and you're not going to get scurvy. People died horrible, debilitating deaths. And the only way our kids knew about scurvy to, today is they read it in history books. And I promise you, I will not rest nor will thousands of other people along with us, including you, when we create our plan to do the same thing with Laetrile and B17. We can wipe out cancer so that in 10 years, our kids will only know about, our five-year-olds will only know about cancer through history books. That is a real thing that can really happen, but we got to get the word out and get people to believe it and stop. This COVID thing has helped us, Robert. It's yeah. helped us because the people are willing to hear they, they it used to be when i say oh apricot seeds will help you uh you know stay, prevent cancer <laughs> yeah right sure they will those are poisonous aren't they isn't that cyanide in there don't doesn't that can't that kill you no let me tell you folks the lies you've been told about it being able to kill you have been proven thousands and thousands of times i eat 40 seeds a day i don't recommend that for your audience 
but at a trade show, I'll eat 100 or 150 seeds a day. And if it would kill me, I'd long since be dead. Mm-hmm. And, at, and anybody I run into, yes, the worst thing they can have uh, is get an upset stomach. And it's been so ingrained in, in us that that's cyanide poisoning, that, that fe- people get fearful. They go, oh, I got an upset stomach. I must be poisoning myself. Instead of reading further into it and finding out if you're getting an upset stomach, that's the body's reaction to the laetrile breaking apart at a cancer cell and creating these, these things that make your stomach sick. Mm-hmm. So as my young son recently said, well, not my young, he's 30. He's, <laughs> he's old for a lot of people. But he said recently, it's just like if you were on a desert and you were super thirsty, you wouldn't pour a gallon of water down your throat. So if you're not taking vitamin B17 regularly, when you start, just take it lightly. You take it to start off with it. Easy on. And apricot seeds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ease it in. So, but, but the more I've, uh, the, the, the great thing about this last couple of years is that I've gotten more into the research because everybody's always said my whole life, if this was true, why don't they have studies about it? Well, they do. They have actual real studies they've done, but they hide it all. This book was written by the McNaughton Foundation that was put out of business. And their goal, and they, this is all about the studies and, and, and charts and graphs and all this stuff. Hold that, that up again that, for the, yeah, I yeah. want to see it there. It says okay. the laetrile nitrilicides, uh, the prevention and control of cancer, the McNaughton Foundation. Now, is this a, a series of studies that are in one place, published studies on this ingredient, if you will? Yes. Yes, it is. But this isn't all that I have. This is just a piece of it that's been wiped from the internet. Recently, a friend told me he found this someplace on the internet, which is great. I am at the risk of life and, and, and limb and, yeah. and uh, getting this reprinted and making it available to people. I don't even, it's not sold on my website, but if someone contacts me uh, directly on my email, uh, I, I, one of the things I do is I send out the 17 benefits of apricot seeds. Notice the 17 for B17. Yes. 17 benefits of apricot seeds that have been proven in studies that I can mention without getting in trouble because right. I can't mention on my website or any marketing materials that, that B17 might prevent this thing yeah. because we have a trillion dollar industry going against me and I sell a bag of apricot seeds for $35. So it's like 25 cents a day. I'm not, I can't compete with big pharma. You know that no. I, I'm not no, going the to. The thing is they perceive that you could, that's why they feel threatened by anybody knowing this information and utilizing this information because that's a customer lost. Um, right. That is a concern yeah. and they, they're not happy with what they have. They want everybody, you know, mandated to be part of their customer base. Whereas right. we are all yeah. about freedom. And if yes. you have the freedom to know these things and, and thank you for bringing that back out, is that, is that already available like a PDF or are you waiting to put it all together and format it and to, to be able well, to get it out? Uh, honestly, for years I've had this Okay. and I've, I've not been protecting it myself. I just was maybe a little afraid. I don't know if afraid is the right word or I, I would, I, I list my, my business plan for years. I've been selling apricot seeds at B17. My business plan for mm. years was not to really talk about the science and things like that. Cause I'm not a doctor and I wouldn't want to get it out there. So if the people said, well, I don't believe it's true. I don't think there's any studies out there. I would just go, okay, that's fine. They weren't ready for the information. But five years ago, I, um, I, did, a, I did an interview with uh, BuzzFeed. You ever heard of BuzzFeed? Yeah, I remember BuzzFeed. They're really right-wing. They're real right-wing uh, conservative. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're rag. But anyway, they told me, they, they called me, had some girl call me and tell me, John, I, I'd like to do an article about your father, about apricot seeds and B17, fair and balanced both sides. You know, I'd like to let it get it out there and tell people, I, I was kind of, wow, maybe it's time that people are ready for this. And so 
they did the, they did a lot of interviews. And then she started asking questions concerning me. Hey, can I come by and take pictures of your, your facility? Hey, can I come by and, and get to can I get some records of your sales? You know, things like that. They started asking me. I was like, oh, maybe I maybe this is, you know, maybe she's not gonna become fair, fair and balanced. But anyway, the morning she was gonna put out the article, she called me up and said, John, you're gonna be disappointed. My editors went a little different way. They didn't, you know, they didn't grow as fair and balanced as I thought. And so I she said she sent me the link and I clicked on it. And the front page of the article was a skull and crossbones made out of apricot seeds and B17 wow. capsules yeah. for the eyes. It's stunning. It's, it's, and I, I wish I would have, before I started talking, I wish I would have had a copy of it. My sister might be able to get it for me. But anyway, the yeah. point is they were doing a fair, but we had 50,000 people come to our website uh, as a result of that negative article, because all the links that she did that said, Oh, they will kill you. And when you linked, linked on one guy, they said, had, had uh, gone to rush to the hospital to be uh, his stomach pump from being cyanide poisoning. You read further in the article and it says he went home, continued to eat the apricot seed and wiped out his cancer. Those were all only way you found that out was when you went down the line and, and looked at it. Yeah, so, you start reading it, the actual study. Yeah, so that was the start of me saying, okay, it's time to tell the story. And so I started to go on minor podcasts and some announcing and things like that. And, but when COVID hit, Robert, when COVID hit, I didn't realize the blessing that would teach so many people that you're lied to by the medical establishment and that it's all about profit. It's all about making money. And they don't care about whether you get cured or not. They just care about you live long enough so they can soak you for every dollar you have in your bank account mm-hmm. and then you die. And that's the, that's the medical system today. And I hate to say that about doctors, but I meet so many doctors at these shows that you and I go to. So many ex, no, I won't call them ex uh, they're, they're MDs that have now been awakened to the fact that they were lied to, that right. the pharmaceutical companies paid their lunch money. The pharmaceutical yeah. companies gave them tutors. The pharmaceutical companies have babied them all the way through to where they, they were your microphones. for the John, this companies. is why not being a doctor is helpful because you have a lot less to deprogram from, right? Mm-hmm. They've been programmed yeah. into a cult, a belief yeah. system. And, we're seeing evidence that many doctors, not all, but many more than ever before, have woken to a horrible past that they were part of. I, I just read, and I don't know if it's a new article and or interview with, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Robert Malone, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know there are controversies about that guy. He claims, did, did he develop the mRNA technology or not? I'm, I'm just put that aside. The guy's very smart. He knows history. He writes well. He's doing some amazing things. And he was on an interview. I don't know if it was the Tucker Carlson interview, but he acknowledged that in going back over the history of the vaccine for the 20th century, that he was shocked to learn that indeed the the things we've been saying, homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists and others have been saying, that these diseases were on their way out long before the vaccine came on the scene because of advances in sanitation, sewage, hygienic practices and other things that the vaccines really just piggybacked on that and, and took, took, uh, you know, the, we are the ones that did it. And so Robert Malone was actually going, yeah, I was duped. So this is the kind of thing that didn't happen. Couldn't have happened just by uh, us speaking out. Um, and we're at a different phase of reality. Here we go with reality. Cause who has painted the reality and belief system that first of all, cancer is incurable. Right. For one. And that the only cures that we have are approved by the FDA and they actually cause cancer and death. 
and on and on it goes. Now, I'm going to pause for a moment. I got to ask a real basic question for you. And, 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 you know, it relates to, uh, I got apricot trees. I got peach trees. I got plum trees. You got all these things and the seeds kind of look similar. Do, do they not between these? Species? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do. Is it apricots that got the lion's share of the, uh, the, the publicity in this regard because they have more than all the others or are all equally available in the rock fruit category? You know, uh, wonderful question. I just had a discussion this morning about that. And thank you for bringing it up. I didn't set you up to ask that question, but for my whole life, uh, I've heard that these other seeds have, have amygdalin in it, but I've never, you know, we've never tested it. I was growing up. I heard that the apricot seed had amygdalin and my dad and Gio Griffin said somewhere in the book, say seven to 10 milligrams of of amygdalin in the apricot seed. Well, we actually tested it. We actually tested because in this world, everyone wants proof. So we tested, we found that they have like 17 to 20 uh, uh, milligrams of of uh, amygdalin in a California grown apricot seed. So, mm-hmm. so my dad was wrong. Was, was he a liar? Because he said seven. He underestimated. You no, know, he underestimated. And but the good thing is he always said five to ten apricot seeds. So that man, my dad recommended between two hundred and four hundred milligrams of B seventeen a day, not one hundred, which I've always thought. So anyway, my dad uh, would have developed all this over the last fifty years. He would have discovered these things. So we tested peach seeds, and they have about two to three milligrams of B17 in them. And the thing about them is, Robert, is that they're readily available. They're thrown away and used for things I won't mention on this show. They're good things, but they're, I don't want to, I don't want to create competition, but we've now found out that we're running out of California apricot seeds on a given year. So we have to look for other sources of B17 for the ways to, 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 sure. to make it purified. So we are, actually looking, not just looking into, we're negotiating to get the peach seeds that used to be used for other things yes, and the olive seeds, which also have amygdalin in them. We've, we've tested it right. and the plum seeds, any hard fruit, right. stone fruit, even a- apple seeds. And your audience, if I could, if I was in front of a thousand people or 10,000 people, however many is in your audience, I re- said, how many believe that eating apple seeds is poisonous for you? That has been drilled into us that eating a- apple seeds has a lot of people say you know, nitrisic acid or what is it that's horrible in apricot seeds? You can kill someone by eating apple seeds. No, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. The apple seed has one to two milligrams of B17 in it as well. It's the size compared to how much an, an apricot seed, it might be equal. Right. What I'm saying is if you eat 20 apple seeds, it might be 20 milligrams. So, well, which yeah. is pear seeds as well. That's a, that was my yes. point asking the question yeah. that, you know, apricots got the lion's share of attention. They may in fact prove to be the most potent source in terms of yeah. concentration, yeah. which is making it more efficient to utilize them, but it's not the only source. And uh, even if you don't take a hundred or 200 milligrams a day, having some rather than none seems to be, I believe, beneficial. Absolutely. So eat your whole uh, apples, apple core, eat your whole uh, peach. Uh, you know, if you crack, if you save it, you I've told you if all your apricots are on the ground, they died because you didn't get out because you're out speaking someplace. Collect all those pits, dry them and have fun with your family cracking them and eating them. That's my we, favorite way to do it. We still got and, hundreds, if not thousands that we haven't right. cracked open yet. Yeah. Well, you don't need me, but I know sometimes you're traveling. And, and so I tell people all the time, I sell this book on my website as well. And this book is a manual of how to put friend Liana. Yes. 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 Liana is a a good friend of mine. We just went on some podcasts, but this is a manual of how to put me out of business. Hmm. Okay. What a crazy thing to do to sell a book like this on my website. She talks about amygdala and all the other wonderful things that if you just eat right, 
she prevented her own she cancer. Recovered, she, yeah. she recovered. Cancer Free with Food is the book. And if you're just listening to the podcast oh. later, you don't see what John's holding up. It's a book by our good friend, Liana Warner Gray. And she's yeah. an absolute sweetheart, good friend. So she yeah, is, we're glad she that is. she's written that and how her story has helped a lot of people too, because she had to overcome a challenge as a young lady. Uh, and she's doing great work out there. Well, here, here's, here, and Liana, I hope she sees this. Here's the thing that she, she will admit to you that I went up to her after her first speech when I first met her. And I said, Hey, have you ever heard of apricot seeds in the prevention of cancer? She said, of course I have. My mom is a 12 year cancer survivor from eating apricot seeds. I said, well, why don't you mention it in your talk? And at that time, five or six years ago, she said to me, she confided in me, John, if I mentioned that in my talk, I'd get shut off most places. I wouldn't go on NBC, CBS, ABC. This is the lighter version of, of th the same story, yeah. but the most important uh, supplement, not the only supplement that will help your, uh, your uh, health, because like I said, God created a plant for every disease. The most important substance in the prevention of cancer is amygdala. I can say that without any doubt. I can tell that shout it from the highest mountains that if you don't have it, you can still die of cancer, even if you do everything else right. doesn't mean that it's a silver bullet or that you're never going to have any problems in your life, but it's the one that's most demonized. It's the one that they've taken doctor's licenses away, put them in jail, taken their lives. They, it's, it's the one that they most hate, that they put out the most vicious attacks on. They don't do that for valerian root or, I'm sorry, or you know some of these other things that are also equally good for their own things. They do that because cancer is a trillion dollar industry. So I, I beseech your audience to not believe the lies. Go on YouTube, search a video about amygdala and you'll see nothing but lies. Go ahead and watch it. You'll, it's almost laughable, but what they haven't stopped doing yet on YouTube is canceling the comments. And if you go on YouTube right now and watch a five minute video about saying how Laetrile is a quack and b is a quack, you'll read the 900 to 2000 comments and 95% of them are talking about how they cured their mom's cancer. Their grandmother saved. They've been eating apricot seeds their whole life. All that. They, can't, they haven't figured out how to prevent the comments yet except shutting them off. Right. So, you know, when you're attacked like I am or anybody in what's doing what I've done, you're over the target and we're over the target and we're going to change the world. We really are Scott. It's not Robert, Scott. Both, don't worry. I've known you, you, know you for 15 years. Yes, I know. Years. Yeah, but Shout out to Ula, who says she's been eating 15 apricot kernels a day as part of her cancer prevention routine. Ula, how dare you put a comment like that in here that's not backed <laughs> by science? What? Yeah, exactly. It's absurd. All the people that have been helped by it, and yet they try to shut it down. Freedom of speech is dangerous for who? For those that want to keep you in a prison cell, a prison Absolutely. of their own creation and mind, but you're participating in it if you censor yourself. And I think that's another aspect of this. And, and John, I think your story about not wanting to bring out those studies in that book again is about what they got you to do and what yeah. they've gotten me to do from time to time. It's called right. self-censorship. Yes. So yes. Like threat of us coming after you. If you, and then you start self-censoring right. rather than standing on what's right and true and accurate and of God and we go, oh, well, we can't say that because, you know, we might get canceled or something worse might happen. <laughs> right. And yes. so they have played fear into our realm, which is what we call the natural products industry, if you will, just for lack yeah. of a, a better way to say it. And so many of those in our industry self-censor because they know they they go cr just right across the line. Then you got to call Jonathan Ebor and go, Jonathan, help. They're coming after me. 
And, and so this is the, the, the reality of the freedom of speech in America that hasn't been in existence for a long time, at least since I discovered the attacks on it, particularly in the realm of anybody who works with nature as a cure, prevention, treatment, et cetera, of disease, which they have said speech is not free when it comes to that. Right. Because it's cheap because it's there's nobody making a huge profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lots of doctors are switching over and, and making a living. And, and I could tell it mentioned names, but we are. Tom Renz, I can say his name, you know, attorney Tom Renz. He's, I'm yes. sure you've met him, talked to him. Yep. He is his, he, he allows me to say it. I don't mean to you know, call anything out, but his wife got breast cancer and he contacted me through Bob Sisson. And again, I'm not a doctor, but Tom and I have had hour long conversations and he's very good friends with Dr. Eric Naputi. Again, mm-hmm. name that I'm only mentioning as friends. I call Eric and Tom friends that they are committed to changing this about so many things and what we're doing and Laetrile can be the one that blazes the trail that stops allowing them to, to, to stifle it and gets the information out there and gets the studies done. It gets Mickey Willis to redo the world without cancer. We are, uh, we are on that path and we are going to do that. I love hearing from somebody who says uh, they eat broccoli sprouts and, and selenium as well. And again, please yeah. don't, think that my message is you don't need to eat vitamin C and vitamin D and all those things and broccoli sprouts and selenium are great, but they're not the, they're not what's going to be the world without cancer. They'll let you say broccoli sprouts and selenium all day long. They won't let you talk about amygdala. And you just try to mention RNC store on mm. YouTube and your, your video gets taken off immediately. Amazing Mentioning that. RNC store. Can you imagine that? Yeah. So com slash RSB. We'll get you the discounts yeah, yeah. as well. We made it real simple. RSB and Robert, you, you, uh, we worked on getting you, you given your viewers a discount and you mm-hmm. taking less, not that I just want everybody to know we support the people that support and get, help us get this message out. If we don't start supporting each other, people listening to this, stop supporting Amazon and other places. And like I said, Leanna Warner gray, I, I sell her book on my website. She makes more selling it through my website than she does through Amazon, but Amazon's got a million people. So I tell people, you know, buy it from my website to support all of us. Right. You know, we're not selling something that's negative. We're selling something that's positive and good news. So let's support each other. And so I, I, I beseech everybody not go directly to my website, go through slash RSBC, RSB, because you're going to get a discount and we can help support each other's mission. And that yeah. allows us to, to do this, to have this call because we make time for doing the things that keeps our mission going forward. And yes. that's what I do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that so much. Also, uh, appreciate uh, again, not only your journey, but the the history that you share about your dad and the relationship with our buddy G Edward Griffin and all that he's done and brought and is still bringing to us. And uh, I haven't gotten any insight, even though I've been emceeing a few of these things, uh, I'm waiting to hear when and where is the next red pill expo. So if you get a tip on that before I do, let me know. Well, I'm talking to him today. Uh, he, he and Pat, Pat, my secret way, and I'm putting this on the web on your show, but my secret way to get to Ed is through Pat because I yes. call her and I love Pat. And we talk about the eggs she used to make me as a kid because I, they literally raised me as my second family because I knew. That's so dad. cool. Yeah. And so we talk about the kids and the family and how's everybody doing. And then I go, Hey, by the way, you know where Ed is? <laughs> yeah. So everyone, everyone wonders how I get a, you know, so that makes, makes Clay Clark know who John Richardson is because if you want Ed Griffin on, you know, sometimes you, so I'm giving my secrets away, but I love them dearly. I protect them voraciously. Uh, and they are uh, American legends, as you know, both of them. Yeah. Pat wrote 
Pat co-authored, really, my dad would say the author of this book with my father, which is out of print and sells for case, The Lateral Case Histories. Yeah, that's yeah. my dad's book. And with Pat, Pat wrote okay. it. And this book is out of, you can't get this on my website, but, you know, Ed and I. Hold on, let me go full screen. Actually. I want to see that full screen okay. for you. Hold that okay. up again here. Yep. So that's out of print, Lateral yeah. Case Histories. And but it Pat, sells for $170 on Amazon. Ridiculous. So open please, that, open the book. So I see the pictures uh, of them from way back okay. when. Yeah. That's, okay. that's my, that's Pat wow. Griffin. Yep. Yeah. And my father, uh, he wrote the, you know, his, his, this, his journey started from 1972 mm -hmm. and he passed, they, they, they took him out in 1988. And one story I'd like to tell, I don't know if I have time. I don't yeah, know what time is, but yeah, he, my dad was, uh, uh, treating uh, his office started becoming crowded and people coming from everywhere. And then people started coming, taking pictures of all license plates and things like that. So he knew he was on the radar screen and he had been approached from, even though he's having tremendous success and the highest rate of spontaneous remission in the history of medicine. That's what they kept saying. He had spontaneous remission by treating people with Latro. Mm -hmm. He's treating thousands of patients and many of them are documented in this book, which we are getting reprinted by the way. Nice. And it'll be available on the website when it is. And he, they came in, they busted in with guns blazing. Not, they, weren't, they weren't shooting, but they had guns everywhere. And, and they arrested all of his nurses. They kicked out all of his patients. They arrested my father. But there was this one little girl that was seven years old that had started her first treatment the week before. And she was laying on the gurney. And her leg was so, she had cancer on her leg and throughout her body. But her leg was so, um, I don't know, let's say nasty looking that the, the FDA agent that was there to arrest my father, you know, kind of got an upset stomach. My dad said, may I please, you know, dress her, take her bandages off, dress her wounds and, and do the normal thing before you take me to jail. And they said, yeah, you go ahead and do that. Well, my dad didn't give her her laetrile therapy because he thought, you know, here I am being arrested for giving laetrile therapy. I don't want to give them further evidence and they've confiscated it anyway. So he did what he could to, to dress her wounds and take care of her. And then he went to jail and dealt with this. And they took all of his documents from his briefcase and all of his patient files and everything. But he was dealing with it for the next week. And the next he he checked in on this little girl and she had passed uh, in that seven days after after this uh, raid. You know, another death on the FDA, the Fear of Death yeah. Administration yeah. has been murdering, murdering yeah. Americans for, yeah. for decades, many decades. Yeah. And no, that's not too strong a statement. That's a statement of fact. And more and more people and doctors are waking up to that reality. And that's yeah. why, again, I'll say we need Jonathan E. Mord in the U.S. Senate to, from within, defang that FDA, to stop yep. that ability of that agency to, you know, kill people directly and indirectly. And For money. And, for money. Yeah. That's all it is. For money yeah. and for power. Yeah, yeah exactly. And to, so, to end that story, I just wanted to, to end that story. My dad, that's when he said it didn't matter what happened to him the rest of his life. He was going to give his life to, to get this message out there. And Pat Griffin tells me the story through tears mm -hmm. saying, John, you're, you know, you're in your late fifties, early sixties. Maybe, you know, you have money, you have a place in Northern California, you can retire to, why don't you just give up this battle? And my dad said, I couldn't call myself a Christian man if I didn't keep telling this message out there. So my dad in 1988 basically gave his life. Uh, he, he passed in 1988 and you know, all I'm doing now, and I hope all these other thousands of people along with me are continuing his mission that we will see a world without cancer in my lifetime. Oh, God bless you, John Richardson Jr. And congratulations on your impending nuptials. Is that what they call it? 
You're getting married. <laughs> getting hit. Yes, I'm getting married. I still got to live. A, I still have a great life. 11 kids. None of them been vaccinated. Uh, none of them. They went awesome. to public school. And so, you know, be combined between us, we have 11 kids, not just 11. Myself. Right. And by the way, the, the woman you're going to get hitched to, we're going to have her on the show. I think we've got her scheduled for October 30th, later this month. Awesome. Awesome. That should probably be probably during our honeymoon, but she's an awesome woman. You know, yeah. you've met her. She's the CEO of, of American of, of app news. Now they yeah. just went got bought by a public company and she is an amazing woman. And she's opened my eyes to so many things nutritionally as well. There's an answer for almost everything. Yeah. Naturally, not, not almost everything, everything. everything. God has an answer for naturally. Well, it, to you. me, it shows your strength because she's a strong woman. I tell you yeah, what, man, she, she brings is. it. Yeah. She does. So we'll look forward to having her on later in the month as well. And uh, anytime you got a message to break, we want to break it here as well on the Robert Scott Bell show and help you in that 2024 year, a world without cancer. Uh, it's yeah. going to be fantastic. And it's, uh, it you know, about damn time, but I know you've been at it. Your dad's been at it. We've been at it. And then so many others, G. Edward Griffin, and uh, it's your time to shine. And Ty and Charlene Bollinger. I, I always shout Charlene. out to them because yeah. they, they, they were the ones that told me that you don't have to be quiet about it anymore. They they're putting it out there, you know? Right. And so, you know, they, they're putting it out there. What a blessing as yeah. are you, John, thanks for being on board. Everybody check out RNC, RNC store dot com slash rsb to get the discount and to support all that we're doing here our mission which is aligned with what john is doing as well and you can check it out get those bitter raw apricot seeds you can get the different things and there's even a, a food bar that they've come out with i tried for the first time at the red pill expo and it's absolutely excellent so delicious and all, it's all clean yes it's rsb approved so y'all check it out it's all there books are there for sale on the uh, website just check it out and it's linked up always at robertscabell.com we have a banner up even when John's not here with us. So thanks, John, for being on board. Thank you. My pleasure, Robert. Always great to see you. Can't wait to see you the next time. I don't know when it's going to be, but I know it'll be soon. Yeah, appreciate we'll give it. A, give big you a hug. big hug. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. All right, this is the fun we get to have on the show, bringing good news and good things to you. And uh, I would hope you avail yourself of the things that uh, we're able to reveal here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, even though we're banned on a few sites. Uh, but uh, apparently they can't ban it all unless they turn the whole thing off, which some of you speculated might happen today, and it didn't. Um, all I'm saying, <laughs> please try to break through that fear. That fear is what's controlling you. That fear is what's imprisoning you, and you don't have to accept it. You might think it's coming from you. I would argue it's coming from external sources, and it's being put into you like an injection that you don't want. And then it intertwines so much with your thoughts and your own DNA that you forget it was artificially induced by that, which is trying to trick you, deceive you, imprison you. And it doesn't mean that there aren't things to be afraid of. As I've talked about, you know, walking on the edge of a cliff when you don't feel like your feet are under you and it's, you know, it's scary. I admit that I've been there at that point. And yet that's a, a fear that is trying to, to protect you to not just, willy-nilly jump off of a cliff. Uh, but the kind of fear I'm talking about here is that it, which is manipulated into you to make it believe that it's yours and, and that the only thing that can protect you from that fear is something that is inducing that fear. And they're going to provide to you something that is actually more deadly and dangerous, something that could be considered actually frightening, like chemotherapy. Now, if you choose to utilize that, I do not condemn you. My prayers are with you. My support is with you. And I got to spend the weekend with a lot of people 
utilizing a variety of means to address their cancer, including some, many, that were using oncologists. And all I did was share, hey, if you're going to do that, here are the things that I would do to protect myself or your healthy selves from the things that they're doing to try and attack the cancer that might also attack and kill everything else that you have in your body. So it isn't for me to condemn or even try to outlaw these things, even though in a sane world, we might outlaw some of those treatments for cancer that are clearly not helpful and only harmful and deadly. Uh, but, you know, our deference is freedom. My deference is to freedom. Freedom is my default setting. And I hope it's yours too. All right, Super D, we got uh, another story here before we hit the top of the hour. Doing great. And it was so good to see John Richardson back on the show here and get some more of those backstories as well. Uh, let's see. Scientists are dismayed. No, they're not dismayed. They have designed, oh, this is it. You've been waiting for this one. A new drug that mimics all of the benefits of me going to the kickboxing gym, apparently. That's the claim. Scientists have a designer drug that mimics all the benefits of rigorous exercise. This is the holy grail of, uh, of drugs, isn't it? It, you don't have to it exercise. is. It you is. Don't, you don't have to do anything. Just take a pill. Just take a pill. Yep. This, uh, of all the ones that I've seen mm -hmm. so far, this is the one that um, looks like they've gotten as close as they could to something that would technically mm -hmm. work <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, on, on paper. Yeah. Work. Now, anytime that you, you have a drug, that is going to alter the expression of hormones and things and stuff like that. It it has a tendency not to ever really work the way it's, they think it's going to work, right? Right. Because, you know, everything's connected, right? Everything needs the other thing in order to be able to work correctly. Well, And, and there and always are these these unintended consequences when they think they can just kind of, we'll pull this out and, and put mm -hmm. this in and, you know, it just never works. Well, and technically, when you see these articles, they're fluff pieces because they don't go into the actual study and tell you, well, there are some other things here that happen, too. And, you know, it's like it's already a done deal. You can't wait. Just get, just beg your, your politician to give more money to the company that's producing this so you don't ever have to exercise again. I'm thinking, you know, we have a physical body. It's designed by God to be used. And if you think that it was to be tricked and deceived by a, a toxic poison that can do some stuff that you might like, what are the costs that they want to deny exist? They'll say it's safe and effective to make a billion trillion until they have to give back a, a percentage of that because they deceived you. Now, if you go to the PDF of this article, in the article, you can find it at the journal uh, itself, uh, JPET, fa uh, fast forward journal, whatever. Mm. And you go into this thing, and I was reading it with Super Don earlier today, or I was reading it and, re and reporting to Super Don what I was reading. Well, before uh, you say that, let's set this up real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, the compound in this drug, basically what it's doing in their testing, it tells the skeletal muscle mm -hmm. to make the same changes you see during endurance training, okay? Yeah. Uh, they did it with mice, and they found out that in the mice, the trial, that it increased their energy expenditure, meaning they were burned more calories, mm -hmm. but they didn't have to change any of their habits. They just, right. they just took the pill. They just started doing it. They also showed that the mice accumulated less fat in their bodies, and it improved their uh, metabolic system. Mm -hmm. So all those things, you know, it's like, wow. You mean you just took a pill and it basically it made your body do all the things that happens when sure. you're when you're doing exercise. But you found you found one minor detail. One interesting thing, yeah. And by the way, uh, this they call it an ERR agonist. This drug, yes. an estrogen receptor related orphan receptor. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I've had about enough of people trying to manipulate the endocrine system with drugs. Yes, yes. It always ends up with nasty effects. Now, we're not going to know what they are exactly, but what we do know in this uh, introduction is what they described, you know, the tests that they were running on these mice. I think they said they used, uh, let's see, I'm trying to find out where it is in the actual uh, article. The mice were obtained from Jackson. Okay, they say that the 8 to 10 uh, mice per group, 12 weeks of age for a chow were administered uh, or a vehicle for 28 days or, or or 12 days. But but they 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 came to a point where they said the study with the OBOB mice were shortened to 12 days due to a reduced tolerance of twice per day IP intraperitoneal administration. So they couldn't tolerate more than 12 days, some of these mice. And, you know, it's like, all right, oh, which of the humans that are going to go on this in 12 days are going to be also in that category? They're not going to tolerate it. But nothing was mentioned about that in the article itself, which is a fluff piece to say, hey, we're on the verge of this breakthrough drug. You'll never have to exercise again, and you get all the benefits of exercise by taking this pill, unless you're one of the 12 mice that couldn't tolerate it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not saying there's a lot more we could discover about the things they're talking about here, but the reality is it's never as clean, as safe, and as effective as they claim it is. There's always going to be a side effect of some sort. Untoward effect that you're going to have to like Ozempic face yeah. or Ozempic butt. Right. They'll probably combine it with this, you know, so. But um, I just can't imagine. You think Ozempic is a blockbuster? Yeah. If they what came out with be? something that was FDA approved, mm -hmm. that was a, hey, listen, you don't have to do anything. You just take this pill and, and you'll, you'll get all the benefits of exercise. Yeah, uh, it, it would be like no other drug. I mean, it would make it would make the COVID vaccine profits mm -hmm. look like nothing. Yep, in my opinion. Yep, and they call this thing SLU SLU PP three three two. I mean, it's definitely another one of those technological numbering systems that they did. And the again, Sloop, that, Sloop John B. Yeah, call it. yeah, yeah, and, and and the fact that you know they had to stop it for a certain sequences of the mice at twelve days because they couldn't tolerate it anymore. And what does Not that mean? Do they die? Right. Well, they killed them and analyzed them regardless. But, yeah, that's true. you know, seriously, the folks that are looking forward to this, uh, I suppose there are people that truly hate to exercise. And I, and I, and that's foreign to me because uh, I enjoy so much pushing this body that I've been given, the one body I've been given here. And I, and I think I feel so good, even like every day that I've worked a muscle and I can feel it, I'm like, thank you. This is, you know, this is part of life. And, and, and I recognize that those that aren't or can't or won't for various reasons due to a lot of inflammatory responses in their body, it's pain, more pain. It didn't start with the first time they exercised or didn't. There was a whole host of things that occurred metabolically to get to the point where like, now you say, I can't exercise because it hurts too much. But even in those cases, I encourage folks often to just, well, just walk around the block, walk around the house, walk to the mailbox and back, some kind of movement if you can get to dancing again, that will never be duplicated in a synthetic pharmacological agent. And I, I feel very comfortable saying that. I'm not trying to be a negative down, down, downer, a doggy downer for those of you looking for that pill. It's just not the way nature created us. We are meant to use our bodies and this shortcut trick pharmacia sorcery is only going to end up resulting in untoward effects that are direct effects that are not marketable. They'll call them side effects. And for those 12 mice, they found them already.
Or those 12, a significant portion of them that could only go 12 days. Let me just say it that way. Yeah. Yep. So 12 angry mice anyway, uh, or three blind mice, whatever it is. Well, let's take a break. We're at the top of the hour. We'll come back and we've got a lot more uh, stories to cover. If you have a question or comment in the chat room, go ahead and put it in there. Now we'll, we'll uh, look at it. If anybody's watching on rumble, say hello, let us know where you're watching or listening from. And uh, we will uh, talk about a solution for the problem of failed schools. Uh, let's see how many of the people that were discharged from the military for not getting the COVID injection decided to sign back on. That's embarrassing. Um, and also uh, religious freedom, mental health issues. Oh, and the homeopathic hit of the day to calm your nerves. That's the hint I'm going to give you next because the power to heal is yours. All right, we got a number of events coming up. A couple of them this weekend. The first one sold out, Pittsburgh, PA, but you can stream it live. Nutritional Frontiers professional training event. And if you go to nutritionalfrontiers.com, we talked about that yesterday, you can find an access point to uh, purchase uh, the ability to watch from the comfort of your own home if you're not going to be there in Pittsburgh. Uh, For those of you who want to go out to Utah, West Jordan, Utah is hosting the Your Health Freedom Conference. Thanks to Kristen Chevrier. Pierre Corey is going to be speaking at that. A lot of other folks. There might be a few tickets left for that as well. I don't think that one's streaming online. So check out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. And then next weekend, the 14th and 15th, is the Health Freedom Expo. And there's still time to register. It's like running down. The the clock is running down. Uh, October 14th and 15th, Tinley Park Convention Center just outside of Chicago. I can't wait to see you guys there. And... Uh, we're going to be 9 to 6 p.m. Saturday. Let's see, 9 to 6 p.m. Saturday and 9 to 5 p.m. on Sunday of that event. And there's going to be so much cool going on. And, you know, after on Saturday night evening, let's say, Dr. Brian Artis is going to be there doing a special workshop presentation as well. You you do you do want to be part of that. And that I don't think that streams live either. Uh, you'll have to wait till February if you don't make it, because then we'll do the uh, the virtual expo. Uh, that's what we do. It's a kind of a replay. And then with there's some additional uh, lectures and other things that will go on in the virtual expo. But check out TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com, TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. And if you go to the upcoming events tab, you'll see that uh, there's so much coming up. It's hard to, to remember every day that I try to remind you of these things. Uh, we do also have the Great Northwest Awakening happening with PatriotsUnitedWA.com for Washington State. Uh, Patriots United WA, that's the 21st of October, the same day that John Richardson Jr. is getting married. That's why I can't do it his wedding. But Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Stella Manuel, and more will be there just across the uh, the Columbia River from Portland in Washington. And you can go to, again, PatriotsUnitedWA.com. Then we have the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That's following the F7 Film Festival. And that's thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. If you have a question for them about that event, Doctors DRS Warner at protonmail.com. And then you can uh, request information if you still, if there's any uh, vendor spaces left or if you want to register, please do. Then the Great Exodus Conference, November 11th and 12th at the Westin in South Lake, Texas, which is basically a suburb of Dallas. And I'll be speaking on not only gold, but silver and copper, both as money and medicine. So that's coming up too. And then we got the Autism Health Summit in 2024. Thanks to Tracy Schlepsevic, and that's second and third. 
So that's the upcoming events roundup for now. There'll be more added. Please stay in touch with us by signing up for the newsletter for free at robertscottbell.com. And with that, Super Don, uh, what's going on this hour? Do we have any questions or comments? I know we've got some stories to cover, including the uh, disaster that is called uh, a school uh, in America or schools in America. So that's also what we have to discuss. Uh, no, I don't have any have any comments thus far. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, we were talking that, well, you know, yesterday we were following the news with what was going on in Congress. Right. And uh, for those of you that are interested, you know, uh, if you've been looking at any of the news uh, websites or like that or Drudge or whatever like that, you know that Kevin McCarthy, who was the Speaker of the House, got ousted mm-hmm. by uh, 10 Republicans and all of the Democrats. Yeah, we reported on that during the show yesterday. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the speculation, of course, is, whoa, that throws everything into chaos. And I'm like, is it a bad thing, really? I mean, is it now a point where they'll have to actually argue their points and their merits and, and try to find a speaker that might be more pro-America than McCarthy and not, you know, a, a retire or let's say a, a career politician that just kind of bends with the winds. It doesn't mean what he says. Right. I, I liked, I, we watched Matt Getz, Ga- Gates uh, from Florida, a congressman speaking on that issue. And I have to say, look, if, if they're not going to send more money to Ukraine, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, right now they can't apparently. So we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. But there's some some good options, I think, or better options. Let's just say that at this point. Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise are the two that I think that have announced that they're going to run for a, for that seat. Mm-hmm. I like Jim Jordan. Yeah, he's a, seems like I a, would definitely take Jim Jordan over Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise yeah. seems kind of greasy. I mean, <laughs> another one. We don't need another one of them. Yeah. That is true. So anyway. How do we get into this mess? Some would argue our education system is indoctrination system. And not only public schools, but often private schools are corrupted by curricula that is sponsored by, I guess, those who who benefit by the curricula taught. Just like the Flexner Report of 1910, Super Don, when they altered medical education to make it all about petrochemicals that were patented and approved by the Fear and Death Administration, changed medicine in America forever. Back then... You could go to a homeopath, a naturopath, an herbalist. You know, all these things were available to you. And people say, well, it wasn't regulated really well. Really, talk to me about the regulation of medicine today. And when you realize that modern medicine is the third, second, and and or first leading cause of death and argue for how great regulation is by government. Freedom. Freedom is what we need to innovate. Now, this doesn't mean you get to deceive freely. Because the irony is that people are being deceived by licensure and those that want to tell you the truth are being looked at and treated as criminals. How does this happen? Again, the indoctrination center is called schools. Now, there's an article at the Brownstone Institute about this. It's called A Solution to the Problem of Failed Public Schools. And yeah, part of it is his homeschooling. Part of it is getting your kids out of those indoctrination centers. And where would they go? What were the possibilities? What are the possibilities? I mean, it was a time in the past where communities would get together. You'd have a one-room schoolhouse and all the kids of all ages were interacting. You know, a little bit like, not totally like Montessori, but Montessori has that concept anyway, where you aren't isolating kids in their age groups so that they have the ability to teach and learn from each other in various age groups. That helps with innovation, with imagination and creativity, things like that. So different ways to teach rather than sitting kids down in a desk 
and having them basically drugged out of reality because if they don't want, want to sit at that desk, they're considered uh, a disease somehow, attention deficit, hyperactivity, whatever it is, and medicated to destroy their brains. And then, of course, by destroying their brains, their ability to think critically, then they just basically accept what they're being programmed to believe. And they come out as good little citizens obeying the edicts of authoritarians in government and medicine and media. And then they vaccinate dutifully. And then they vaccinate the next generation dutifully if they even are able to have children. And now we're at that point of we got to consider because of what we've learned in school and the worship of authoritarianism in school that we might not be able to replace the people who are dying with new people. That is a genuine concern now with fertility rates dropping. That's why we talked a little bit about that yesterday with Christine and Jamie from Nutritional Frontiers as they have a fertility and a virility formula and other things we've talked about over the years as well, including Dr. Christopher's Hormonal Changes product, which uh, you know, I can't tell you how many people that you know were having trouble conceiving, told them about it, and then they report in a month or two or three, they're like, oh, wow, like we're pregnant. Look at that. And you can get that from choosetobehealthy.com, by the way. Uh, 866-424-1077 to, to reach out to Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. He also carries the 100% whole food nutrition that we utilize here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, including the missing link, which is a baseline trace element introduction, you know, in a full of it kind of uh, a baseline. Great stuff to start, make everything go and work better. So a solution to the problem of failed public schools. One, get out of them. Two, then what? What of the community school room or the community schooling concept of localizing? What about the possibility of churches? Uh, uh, you know, religious institutions at that local level supporting a local community by doing education. Now, some will say, wait, wait a second. I, I, don't, I don't want my kid indoctrinated in a religion that's not my own. Well, I think there's a respectful way to do this. I mean... My kids went to schools that weren't their quote unquote religion, but we taught them to think critically about what they were learning. And if they wanted to adopt things that work for them, again, there are things that we call freedom and even spiritual freedom. That's part of life as well. Yet I think that these religious schools could do a better job perhaps of opening their doors to people who are not of that faith. Although there are some that are welcoming folks of different faiths because they want exposure. They don't want to be in a bubble. And they're respectful in terms of the way they interact. And that was my my daughter's experience, <clears throat> excuse me, going through the American Heritage School system uh, for five years through her senior year. It was wonderful. And so there is there are uh, religious institutions and schools that do respect religious and spiritual freedom. And I think that would be a, a positive way to go, that they aren't also afraid to say, yes, God, a creator is in our lives, and it's a big part of who and how we are uh, coming to be. I know everybody's got different per perspectives and takes and beliefs on it, but I think we would do much better if we began to, how, what is it that I, I like? I mean, the Sunday conversations I like, I mean, sometimes people think I am the same faith that everybody that I interview, <laughs> you know why? Because I celebrate faith. I celebrate people of faith that have a sincere belief and it might not be identical to mine, but who am I to condemn? Why would I do that? What, what purpose would it serve? And I know there are people that are still out there. Now, I'm sensitive because I was beaten over the head by a Jesus stick <laughs> growing up Jewish in the deep south back in the day. And yet I had to find the people of faith that truly lived their faith, that really believed in a loving God and 
and believed in a loving, uh, you know, community of service that you support people, you celebrate people. And I like to celebrate people and their faith. I do. As you hear, if you hear the Sunday conversation, you'll understand that. And people come out, it's like, well, he believes exactly what I believe. Look, if we pare down and parse down in any one church, synagogue, or mosque in America or anywhere around the world, and you begin to drill down question after question after question, you're going to find distinct differences among those that are of the same faith. That's not bad. That's not wrong. That is how we are created as individuals. And so when I come back and say, what's wrong with the education system? It's collectivism. It's teaching people, kids, what to think, not how to think, and certainly not how to think critically. And even to engage in uh, discussions of dogma or discussions of, you know, th uh, theological uh, beliefs or perspectives, arguing. I mean, part of the Jewish faith is like, you know, rabbis arguing amongst the, <laughs> and you're still pals for the most part. Now, there is also religious bigotry in Judaism against other religions. I mean, there are hardcore, what we call, well, I'll just say it, you know, just some hardcore, what we call fundamentalist Jewish people in Israel that condemn Christians. So it's, it's not just about Christians condemning Jews or other religions. This is true of all faiths, and it's the individuals that get to that place and space that end up giving people of faith a bad name because I don't believe they are following the edicts of the creator to, well, <laughs> be kind to one another. Dare I say be excellent to one another? Would that be sacrilegious to say that? We got to have a sense of humor here too, don't we, on these issues? So schooling, what options do you have? Do you think, I mean, many of you that participate in homeschool groups, they might be secular in nature or they might have a deep faith or it might be a mixture of the two. I think that's okay to interact and see there are people of different beliefs and non-beliefs as well. And we're better for all of those interactions as long as we don't go to the government and say, I want you to sanction my belief as the only belief that is allowed state-sanctioned religion. And that is what we do have within the scholastic system, including private schools that teach fealty and teach worship of medicine and medical doctors and not science, but pseudoscience as it comes to the promotion of drugs, as if every symptom, ailment, illness is evidence of a deficiency of those synthetic drug molecules that are approved by the Fear and Death Administration. So we have the teaching of a state-sanctioned religion in the school systems, even in the private schools today. Even in the religious schools today, there is a worship of modern medicine and doctors and a denigration of those who are holistically inclined, homeopaths, or not, I mean, not everywhere, but in a lot of places, you got to acknowledge that. And there are many people of faith that look down upon you because you claim to be a person of faith, but you didn't get the injection, Right. And then there are some strange people like Hotez and Offit saying, you know, Jesus would tell you to get the shot. Really? Even if you believe that, uh, still, when you throw that over to the government to say, well, this is what Jesus would do, so the government should do it too. That's, I mean, that's dead wrong. And it's a wrong that induces death. So freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion, all of these things. And what other institutions on a local level could serve to fulfill the needs of education when it becomes so obvious to everybody that the federal top-down curricula is destroying freedom in America because many young people are growing up to say freedom is the danger. 
Freedom is what caused all of our problems, yet it is not. It is the opposite. It is the retreating from freedom. It is the management of your lives by central bureaucracies within the federal, state, and even local authoritarians that has resulted in these disasters, including, of course, COVID. But there's a lot more than that that I can get into. So I'm going to pause for a moment just so I can wet my whistle again. I I feel my throat a little dry. Have some of my tea here and ask Super Don to chime in on edumacation because he's he's edumacated, I think. Um, Yeah, I I went to high school. High school? (laughs) I I attended high school, Mm -hmm. um, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but you came out eventually. You found your way back if you ever abandoned it. We've talked a little bit about your history, and I come back to what is the most important thing we can learn or teach in school as kids how to think, not what to think. Yeah. To, to expose well, that, yeah, life, life is what taught me. That taught me that. It wasn't school. Right. The school of life. And if, yeah, you've got a deprogram from school, school by life, and life will teach you if you allow it to do so. Very much so. Yeah, uh, you just decide that you want to be the the student. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it you can learn a lot, absolutely. <laughs> so, any other uh, uh, thoughts on? Yeah, well, okay. So, you know, the idea here of uh, this Rob Jenkins, who's who wrote the article. Um, I, I think it's an interesting idea, but oh, man, there's a lot. I, I don't know that it it would be very difficult to accomplish. Well, not unless you're dealing with a collapse scenario. And here's the, the, well, the unknown, right? Yeah. How okay. long can you maintain the $33 trillion debt and it not affect everything that yeah. you've come to expect? It's I just normal. Totally, totally agree yeah. with you on that. The thing is, is like, who knows if, when, I mean, it's yeah, probably more, well, not, not if, but when. Yeah. So like today, you know, as, as we're dealing with the problem today, yeah. This this solution sounds good, a community-based solution, right? Mm-hmm. Communities, churches, Going organizations. Um, he says he, he wants to build these these schools around a three-pillar uh, system. Uh, it's, it's built on three pillars. Excellence, like with a focus on academic skills and and what, what he puts, he, he qualifies as accurate history. Mm. I mean, boy, that, now there, there's, that'll be a, a debate that will take place forever. Right. Yeah, what is accurate history? What is that? You know, it's very interesting how uh, when you look at what's going on with the education system now, how they're wanting to rewrite history mm-hmm. um, or whitewash history. Or, I mean, look, it, it, there's there's errors going on on both sides. I will I will um, agree that both sides of this debate have some merit because nobody's perfect. So somebody would have to come along and go, this is the accurate history and everybody have to vote on it. <laughs> the, the, the problem that I see, though, is that mm-hmm. if you've got, and, and this would be an argument that would be made, uh, if you just allow schools just to decide what they're going to teach kids and if you don't have some sort of standard, mm-hmm. right, we could look at it from our perspective and go, that would be great, man. They could teach, you know, patriotism and, and accurate history and stuff like that. Well, you know, you can another community, if you didn't have like some kind of standard of some sort, you could have another community that would teach them, you know, it'd be like Hitler would start his own school or something, mm-hmm. you know, and teach that well, community, how, you know, stuff that you know, we would go, wow, you can't do that. Now, that is a risk, isn't it? Uh, it is. Freedom. But weigh that out right now against the risk of the conformity and what it's led to. All right. Uh, the collapse of Western civilization. Conformity has led to that. 
and and you know in in a, in an idea or where you have the freedom to compete these ideas you know those hitlerian hitlerian schools will be la i say laughed out of existence but i mean mm -hmm. it, it would be very absurd to find anybody other than those small communities that may be filled with some form of hatred right. to really percolate out when you have freedom competing with that and and yeah i mean you could argue if they are teaching violence and inciting violence and those that are going through it are engaging in violence there's already ways that we can take that down but the idea of suppressing you know anybody who has these horrible thoughts again th that becomes something that will then be applied to other thoughts that might not be as horrible but to some groups they are we begin to police thought if you will yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's no. it's I, it's it's an interesting topic to talk about mm -hmm. because if you look at the problem, what are the problems that we have with education now? You know, if if you look at if you watch Fox News or something, right? What it was it what's being taught in schools that's getting uh, the parents upset, right? That's driving parents mm -hmm. to homeschool their kids. You know, we got all this the the trans agenda and the. You know the, the pronouns, down secularized and, uh, agenda to basically uh, remove people right. from their gender. Now here's the thing: if you didn't, if you didn't have the situation we have now, where you've got parents going to uh, city council, you know, school board meetings, fighting back and stuff like that, with I don't know. I mean, is that really ineffective? In, in this particular case, where in this article where this guy's talking about, uh, you know, people doing that sort of thing. That it's not, um, it's not working. That mm -hmm. parents, you know, trying to change the system through the school board meetings, have largely been unsuccessful. Um, how how successful though would it be if if you just let communities decide what they were going to teach their kids on their own? Yeah, and you end up having a community somewhere, you know, like in my state, like up north, right? right? What are the schools going to teach the kids there? They're not going to be because it's community based. It's not going to go. Okay, well now we're going to teach them about, uh, you know, capitalism and and, and well, and my my sense of they're it just is, they're, they would they would probably even be worse than they well, are. Well, they might be, and that's the risk in freedom, isn't it? But I would rather risk that than a top down centralized Marxist philosophy. Would you not though, in that schools? case, mm -hmm. be setting things up for more of a civil war type of of scenario? That if, if you just didn't know what the schools were teaching or like that, you would have all of the crazy people up north uh, in, in the city areas that mm -hmm. were going full socialism, you yeah. know, and, and Marxism and stuff like that. Um, well, you know, I, guess, I guess it depends. You know what I'm I mean, saying? If part of their teaching is to teach these kids to grow up and use violence, which often happens in Marxism. That is Antifa true. University. Come on yeah. down. right? But that, but that is also why. You know, we've talked about this with Jonathan Ebor, those that take an oath to defend the Constitution, uphold it, whatever. Uh, the moment they, you know, are avowed, let's say, Marxists, socialists, communists, they violated that oath. Now, that doesn't mean they're not free to believe in socialism and such. But if you take that oath and you you completely falsified your oath, it's like, you know, there, there's a problem there that we've come to, unfortunately, accept or expect at this point. And that's partly due to the socialized Marxist influence in our education system. And uh, I don't know that there's one solution that's better than freedom, honestly. Yeah, we there, there are problems in it too that we'll have to encounter, but I'd rather be encountering the problems by too much freedom than not enough. And then how about this here where he says one of the three pillars is accessibility, mm -hmm. right? It's open yeah. to all, regardless of their beliefs, 
or ability to pay. Mm-hmm. Now, that's interesting. Well, that is the role of the churches, is it not? The concept of true charity. So you're turning the, basically the school into like a charity where it doesn't matter if you have, you know, if you could afford to pay for it or not. It doesn't matter. Just come on in and we'll, we'll teach you because it's more about the, you know, the, the, you, your children being taught than it is what uh, tuition or, or well, I, I don't even know profit, what, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is the thing that we posited. That in almost the, has uh, kind of a, kind of a communism, kind of a socialist kind of sure. feel to but it. I'm talking it? here. I think the difference is it's not a top down mandated scenario. It's in freedom. And, you know, we posited this in the Utah safe and effective documentary. Remember toward the end, if you watched it, uh, how, how they, um, how do they fund the symphony, for instance? It's voluntary donations. Now, obviously, it's a lot of wealthy people that donate, but that concept works for that. People perceive its value, and they freely give and somehow manage to do it. Now, I'm not saying I have every answer to those questions that you posit or bring up, but the reality is, as I said, in freedom, we find a way, and there are ways to do education. In fact, back when it was not, controlled by a department of education. It didn't exist because people knew that would be unconstitutional. We had a lot more uh, intelligent or let's say learned kids in America that knew reading, writing, and arithmetic. Math. You're talking like little house on the prairie times. Well, not, no, not, not even that. I mean, yeah. if you talk earlier in mid 20th century, what did kids know when they tested them compared to what kids know today? True. No, has yeah, has true. education gotten better with when more did the department of education come about? I don't know, anybody know when that uh, what founded I don't I don't have that readily available to me. Mr. Know-it-all. Hey, I stumped you. I don't know every date and time and place. Those are boring. You can let me know when the DEA, Department of Education, no, that's the Department of yeah, <laughs> Drug Enforcement Administration. DOE, isn't it? Department of Education, yeah. Well, there's de Department there's of that Energy. energy. Oh. Yeah. Department of Energy as well. Department of Education. They're slow to find it. Uh, Bing. Okay. Um, wow. 1867. Is it the same thing? All do all those years. Department. Really? Let's see here. Yeah. 1867 is where right, somewhere. There's got to be something happened in the 20th century to made it explode. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. A modern day version of it. Whatever. It goes back to 1867 when President Andrew Johnson mm -hmm. signed legislation for a Department of Education. It's a cabinet level department of the United States government. Mm. Now, now here's something that's contradicting though. The department's origin goes back to 1867 when Andrew Johnson signed legislation for a Department of Education. Now, if I go over here, mm -hmm. Now it says the United States Department of Education is a cabinet-level department of the United States government. It began, began, began operating on May 4th, 1980. That, that sounds more like it, yeah. I, yeah. Wonder, I wonder what Andrew Johnson's Department of Education was like. I don't think it, yeah, it was a cabinet-level thing. That's it's the difference different. in 1980 okay. the number I was looking for. Formed right. in, uh, in 1979. Reagan, okay. Reagan didn't des destroy it, so I'm sure he tried, but. Well, it's very interesting because that means I was in school and you were in school during a time when there was no Department of Education. That's right. How did we survive? How did that work? Now, we're, we're talking school stuff. The Connecticut Department, um, say Connecticut School Board here, is facing a lawsuit for rejecting 
uh, school-based mental health clinic that wanted to treat teens without parents' consent. This is an article from The Defender. The Killingly Connecticut School Board faces an inquiry and lawsuit after rejecting a government-funded school-based mental health center run by an outside contractor that doesn't require parental consent to treat teens. All right, so I'm reading this differently than I read it originally. It sounds like this Connecticut School Board doesn't want that mental health screening by prior contractor without parental consent, which is like, you know, leading kids into drugs. Yep. FDA approved psychiatric drugs. Yep. Or vaccines. Or vaccines for that matter. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. So apparently, which is odd. You would think Connecticut would be like all over it because it's kind of a They've liberal pretty, leaning state, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, at least this area, wherever Killingly, Connecticut is. How are you doing, Killingly? Yes. <laughs> They refused back in March of 2022, it refused to sign a five-year contract to install a federally funded school-based health center mm -hmm. that would provide mental health services to minors without parental consent. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just a can of worms right there. We know this because we've talked about this before, right? Yeah. How, you know, the stories, they pop up every once in a while where, where somebody sends their kid to school, you know, to go learn how to do math and learn English and stuff and they're like that they come home and they've uh they've gotten a a, a vaccine or an hpv yeah. shot you know yeah, i mean or right. or you know in this case mental health i mean look with, with the, the, all the fight that the the battles that are going on right now with schools trying to transition kids without the parents even knowing about it mm -hmm. um check this grant here that they said it was part of ESSER two funding elementary and secondary school emergency relief $54.3 billion made available by the coronavirus response and relief supplemental appropriations act of 2021 with the requirement be rewarded by 2023. So there were gifts being given to private mental health medical groups that would drug poison vaccinate kids. And this one particular school system said, uh, -uh we don't want any part of it. Again, the federal government monkeying around, messing with things it shouldn't be messing with, and we got $33 trillion in debt, and you think, you know, we're worried about what in reality? The freedom of a school to teach something wrong? I'm like, dude, they're already doing that. And what happens? Let's say, you know, your kid is having some some kind of, um, you know, issue mentally, emotionally, and so this health clinic has no obligation to inform the parents what's going on. Mm -hmm. So does that then mean that the clinic can then prescribe these kids medication and not tell the parents? I would. There you go. Here's surprised. some antidepressant. We're going to put you on on Prozac or Zoloft or something. I would not be surprised. Isn't it interesting how it just it just seems like there's this common theme going on where you know uh, state governments, federal government, you know, they're trying their best to try and take parental rights away. Mm -hmm. Well, that is interesting. The Ninth Amendment there plays a role. And then we also have those that don't do well in school that didn't go to college. And, and you know, a lot of them went into the military. You remember that back in the day? You probably mm -hmm. had friends that went into the military. I almost did. Yeah. I well, came I, very, very close. I got cold feet at the last minute. I've told my story of going to the Army Recruitment Center to get money for college, right? Back in the day where we thought college was the be-all, end-all. It's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, look at all the people that got kicked out. And it was still a fraction of those. But a, a significant number of, uh, it looks like about 8,000 uh, in the various uh, armed forces were discharged from the U.S. military for refusing the COVID injections. Now, how many of those that were kicked out came back now that it's not a requirement? 
right? They took the mandate away. Okay, guys, sorry. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to get the COVID vaccine and you can still be in the military. Yeah. 43 out 43. of 8,000. <laughs> I don't even, what percentage of 43 out of 8,000? That's so far below 1% even. Wow. So 8,000 yeah. discharged from the military for refusing the vaccine and only 43 came back after they dropped the mandate. Yeah. 19 soldiers have rejoined the Army. 12 have returned to the Marines. And the number is even smaller for the Air Force and Navy where only one and two were have rejoined. Look, if you wanted to destroy the military, this was one of the ways to do it. Drum out the people who actually question unconstitutional mandates or, you know, orders, right? We understand that the chain of command is everything in the military, but if you're told to do something that violates your oath, you know, they, they will probably send you to Leavenworth or whatever. But in this case, they, they drum those people out. And those people are the ones that say, for the most part, I don't want to go back in there because they're probably realizing, hey, how long will it be till they send us to the Ukraine to fight a proxy war? Uh, that's right. no longer a proxy war as the you know, American military men and women will go in th to do that. And I don't want necessarily at all. Most of you should not want this as like a, uh, a standing military that can sit in your home. You know, we talk about posse comitatus and otherwise, but there is a constitutional role for a military for defense of a nation. The problem is when we become offensive in terms of preemptive wars, things like that. Or in this case, proxy wars where we're just funding and sending all kinds of military advisors and equipment into areas, hot zones, and the destruction of men, women, and children. And this is where you get the uh, the pushback on those who are against abortion, who have some hypocrisy when they're all for bombing babies overseas. And somehow justify, or either not even acknowledging it, or just or justifying it in some other way. But there has not been a declared uh, a declared war in the United States House of Representatives as required by the Constitution since the end of World War II. Does it matter? Oh, authorization to use force. What is that? How has that been abused? And right now, how is that playing also into the the Speaker of the House chaos or controversy? You know, McCarthy backed down and funded these things that a lot of uh, conservatives, maybe a few uh, in the Democrat Party, too, that are looking through this Ukraine thing and going, we shouldn't be having anything to do with this. This is not in our best interest. And so how does that play out? And how did the education system we mentioned earlier play into that as well, where people don't even know the role of the Constitution to limit the behavior of those in government, that they can't just do whatever they want, like many perceive and believe that they do, and they do. So not going back into the military for these people. I understand why I get it. But if you want to destroy the military, you, you, what you do is you take all of their tools, the tools of war and send them over to a theater of war for somebody else to use them. And then you're left with nothing. And how vulnerable is the nation? Then countries that would never consider invading would do so perhaps militarily right now they're invading through the Southern border that doesn't exist primarily a border is not something that's xenophobic. It's something that is required under the law of nations to have, you have to have it. And what other nation on the planet has porous borders like the United States? For those that still cling to this idea that it's a loving thing to allow people to just come in and, and do whatever, or hope to find some way to get, get by as opposed to, uh, well, if you think that's caring and compassionate, why aren't you targeting 
China, Russia, or any other country that you think is more along your Marxist views to open their borders to. Now it's only about the American border because you, you have this, you, there are folks out there that have, are hell bound on destroying this country because they don't believe in freedom. They believe in collectivism and they want to see the destruction of America because they want to be one world or, or operate under one world government. That exists as well. Um, these are some big, big issues you brought up today, Super Don. I claim no responsibility for anything I've said today. Well, let me throw another one at you here. Another one? Another one. Uh, <laughs> uh, over on Rumble. Yeah. Liberal Fighter uh-huh. is the name of the uh, the commenter here. Fighting for or against liberals? Liberal Fighter. I think, I want to say fighting liberals. Okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's just a guess. Here's Here's the question. Uh, Ukraine, a liberal fighter says, Ukraine is the best value for money for America. No American blood, but a reduction of Russian assets. What's the downside? Yeah, the downside is that you bankrupted the country and you've destroyed our ability to militarily defend ourselves. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and, I mean, look, those are, those are uh, legitimate, legitimate concerns, especially on the bankrupting thing. I mean, I would say yeah. liberal fighter. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you saw... Somebody spending this kind of money, just blatantly outright, just oh, here's here's billion, here's two billion, here's five billion. Yeah. You know, I, it's like forty, fifty billion dollars so far. Destruction of what's left of the Federal Reserve note dollars value yeah. for the average American that knows nothing about alternative means of economic inter- interplay or an exchange. Um, those that are relying on Federal Reserve note dollars to survive, to buy food, gas, clothing. Uh, roof over their head and or pay for for heat and cold, whatever it is, depending on the season. Yeah, there's not a good econo- econo- economy of scale there. The inv- best investment in Ukraine. We end up destroying the dollar, making the middle class even poorer, the poor people even more dependent. And, uh, you know, who wins in that case? Who really wins? We're decimated economically and then we're stronger. Oh, but we took on Putin and Russia and the bad guys lost. Really? Because they've depleted some of the resources? This doesn't seem to be a very wise thing to do, in my mind, much less a constitutional thing. I mean, if you if you really have a direct threat to the United States and you can you can convince the House of Representatives and the people, hey, declare war and go in there and do it, I don't think people would be convinced. But they, they can be convinced by not having to convince them to say, well, we'll just send money and munitions over there and a yeah. few people to train them, whatever. I, I like the follow-up question here. He says, uh, I'm assuming it's a he, but I could be incorrect because you yeah. don't have to be a male to be a liberal fighter. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of female liberal fighters out there I wouldn't want to mess with. Yeah. Uh, liberal fighter says, 75 billion. To, wow. Is it 75 billion that we've sent to Ukraine at this point? Uh, it's probably more. I would ask, where, where where, in the heck is that money coming from? <laughs> we can just write, write checks the for billions of dollars now. Of every American is, is lost. Yeah. But but yeah, it was, this is a good question. Seventy five billion to Ukraine, but it was, and two trillion spent in Afghanistan. What's a better value? Well, I don't think you're going to see anybody here uh, uh, arguing in favor of what happened in, in Afghanistan either. No, and and those in the military industrial complex, and I don't mean those that are defending America, but those are defending their pocketbooks, needing wars all the time to replenish their budgets. Um, they would, if they could get away with it hang on in Ukraine if they could spend $2 trillion there over time, too, because they're war profiteers. And and right now, by the way, liberal fighter, uh, the Democratic Party has become the party of more overt jingoistic warfare uh, than the Republicans. 
who used to be considered those were the military people and the Dems were anti-war. Well, uh, it's like nothing's the same anymore. <laughs> Who's the party of censorship? You used to think when we were growing up, it was the you know ultra conservative religious right wanted to, uh, to censor everything. And yet now it's the liberal left, if you can call it that, not classical liberals that are arguing for censorship and the people on the right, including those uh, people of faith, are going, no, we're not trying to censor. We need freedom of speech. As I point out, and I think it's silly that I have to, is telling folks that you shouldn't have transvestite, uh, you know, reading parties for kids in school or libraries is not censorship. It's talking about what's age appropriate. If you're a parent, do you want your kids? What are you, what are you teaching your kids at that age? I mean, yeah, when you're of age to consider these other things and talk about it consciously, that's different. That's not censorship. But sometimes we have to explain the basic things now. No, I'm not saying I have to explain that to whoever a liberal fighter is, but just saying in general that you come, you come about and they're going to claim, no, we're still trying to censor people because you don't want, you know, cross-dressing uh, reading forms for children. <laughs> cross-dressing reading forms? Yeah, whatever. I don't know what they're called. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. 150 billion. Yeah. Anyway. So there's a lot to discuss always. We don't run out of things to discuss here and occasionally. Uh, in fact, I think the homeopathic hit of the day is appropriate uh, for what it's going to address. Don't you? The angst, the anxiety, the e right, that people are feeling. This might be a good remedy to hit today. What do you think? All right. Sounds good to me. Ready? You have an intro ready? I don't have an intro ready. Drum roll, nothing? I um, thought you had one of those. Oh, there you, there you go. go. That is appropriate. The homeopathic hit of the day is chamomilla. Chamomilla. And that's the Latin name for chamomile, or if you're in England, chamomile. And Super Don is so uh, gracious and loving to you that he has made a downloadable PDF of each day's homeopathic hit. Today, if you go to chamomilla, you can link in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. If you feel like you're getting a good value just by listening for free and you want to Support us in any way. Thank you for your consideration, even if it's just to share the show. But you can uh, become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show and win all kinds of cool things. So the homeopathic hit of the day, chamomilla, remedy for teething and irritability. Not just for babies and kids, although a lot of times it is. So welcome back. <laughs> for all of you teething adults. Yes. yes, for all you teething adults. Today, we're going to focus on the remedy that is often prescribed for teething in infants and irritability in both children and adults. This is a brief guide to the homeopathic remedy chamomilla and its various applications. There's way more to learn about when you go into the Materia Medica, but it's often too much and very intimidating. So... We'll get into emotional and physical discomfort in discussing this particular remedy. It's derived from the German chamomile plant. The flowers of the plant are carefully processed and potentized to create this homeopathic remedy through serial dilution and succussion. And remember, you all probably have heard of chamomile tea and what most people drink it for. You know, the end of the day, you want to calm down, chill out, relax. If you're not imbibing an adult beverage, you might consider chamomile tea and others might make fun of you, but that's okay. You're not, you're not harming your liver with chamomile. So if we talk about some uh, key characteristics, when we talk the, the physical, we look at it used again, teething in children, colic in children, teething and colic often accompany one another because the digestive system of children is changing at that age as they're cutting their teeth. And so this remedy chamomile can work for both. I mean, people have used little chamomile tea or extracts in children, even as herbs 
uh, for children as well, but you can use it homeopathically. But hey, ladies, it can also be indicated for menstrual cramping. Maybe not the most severe, but it can help take the edge off of some of that. And when we look at the mental side of things, and there are a lot more than that, in, in, you know, than just physical and mental or emotional, other things that are listed in the Materia Medica. But remember, we're just trying to give you a brief introduction so you can say, oh, that's an intriguing remedy. Now I can go one into that a little bit more in depth and not be overwhelmed. In the mental state, individuals needing chamomilla may experience irritability, impatience, and a general sense of being discontented. I'm sure that has never happened to any of you out there, right? You're never irritable, you're never impatient, and you're never discontent. So this is, again, a nice remedy to just kind of take the edge off. It's not going to drug you out. You'll still be able to function. You're not going to uh, fall asleep operating heavy machinery on homeopathic chamomilla. Once again, primary uses, teething and colic. This has been in uh, the homeopathic uh, remedies and pharmacies since the turn of the last century. Back in the early part of the 20th century, you could find the you know Highlands teething tablets, for instance. And there was a point where it became controversial uh, because not only chamomilla was there, but uh, there were other remedies that they said were toxic. Of course, they didn't consider homeopathic belladonna. You remember that issue. belladonna? Yeah. 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 Uh, but but it was homeopathic. It wasn't the form of belladonna in its mother state that would cause any toxicity. But infants and adults, if you have colicky, digestive stuff, even adults can can get benefit. And we talk irritability, impatience, particularly when it's in, you know accompanied by physical discomfort. Sometimes you don't know where it starts. Right. Did it start with physical discomfort and then you got irritable or were you irritable and then got it doesn't matter if it's a combination. Chamomilla can be a remedy that's indicated to help you lower attenuations or potency 6X to 30C. You could even use it at 3X, which is more like an herbal. Uh, that would be one part per 1000. But 6X is one part per million. 30C is already beyond the number of Avogadro, 24C or 12X, suitable for acute conditions, teething, menstrual cramps. If you want to go into higher attenuations or potencies, please consult with a qualified homeopath. You'll have to determine who that is. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so you got to do some work on your own. And then we go to complementary remedies and Superdon was already there. Belladonna, often used after chamomilla, for conditions like teething or menstrual cramps that do not re resolve quickly, as well as fever. Very often when a kid is cutting his teeth or her teeth at that age, there is a slight fever. Belladonna, chamomilla, very complementary. Magfoss, complementing chamomilla and treating colic and cramps, especially when there is a spasmodic pain, interestingly enough. Again, you can look deeper at any of these things, but one step at a time so you don't get overwhelmed. And I added... Super Don's favorite, coffee cruda. Coffee cruda. Coffee crud. That's what it builds up in the coffee maker. Coffee crud, right? Yeah. That's technically coffee that hasn't been toasted. Basically, raw coffee beans converted into homeopathic remedy. And it's an adjunct for when there is ongoing mental irritability, for instance. So, um, like cures like, homeopathy safe. You're not going to be addicted onto caffeine by taking homeopathic coffee. Now, chamomilla, generally safe, of course, as all homeopathic remedies are. Uh, please take care to, to seek out help when you need it, medical or otherwise. This is not to replace your doctor. It is designed to be informational, educational only. And please use your judgment and discretion or the, that of a loved one to help you if it's a serious issue that needs outside help. Chamomilla, versatile remedy, 
particularly effective, once again, for teething irritability. So please, please stay tuned to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Each and every day we do a live new show. We have been pretty good about including a homeopathic hit of the day. These homeopathic hit segments have been a hit, and I appreciate you guys sharing them and printing out those documents and maybe making a, a little booklet on them before we publish it as well. But uh, my gosh, you're giving it away for free again, Super Don. So generous. Oh, come on now. It's fun. You know you're, you're enjoying it. I like to complain. Is there a remedy for that? You tell me. You're the homeopath. Well, I think <laughs> you've learned something by now, right? A little bit. Anyway, so what else is going on out there? As we wrap up the show, we got a couple of minutes here. Uh, upcoming events, I want to say thanks as well to Bob Bree Oren, as I love to do. He's wonderful. And he's going to be with me at a number of events coming up, including uh, the event in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. And that's the, the Warner's event. And you can learn about what Bobby's doing. Also, Bobby tells me he's going to join us at the Health Freedom Expo. So you guys that are coming there and haven't met Bobby, you'll learn about all about the awesomeness that is Folium or Folium products. FoliumPX.com. Right now they have start with the Folium Original then the Folium Immuno and Folium Relax. And there are a whole lot of other things in the works that they've been studying and getting peer-reviewed, uh, uh, you know, validation on. And this is the Chernobyl-level antioxidant. You know what I'm saying? Getting you past that block, that brick wall you hit. You want to get past it, consider Folium. Use the code RSB10 to get that discount. 10% off. And if you're not sure how to do that, Go to foliumpx.com or call the number. Leave a message for Bobbery. He'll get back to you. And uh, be patient. He's a busy guy, but he wants to help out. He's a genuine and sincere uh, man trying to help, really trying to help. It's his life's mission and life's work, and we're glad that we can help as well. All right. Anything else uh, before we wrap up and go to the bonus round, my friend? I don't think so. No? I don't Good. John Richardson brought it today. Loved having he did. him on. He did. Yeah. I'm glad he showed up. I was quite sure whether we were going to have them or not. And I'm certainly thrilled that we're all still alive, at least all that I know, present and accounted for. Yeah, I've got no, uh, like, you know. Is there anything on Drudge that said people are dropping dead everywhere? Uh, nothing. Zombie apocalypse? I, had, I, saw, I saw people marking themselves safe from the uh, FEMA uh, zombie apocalypse on, on Facebook. I thought you were going to say that they were marking themselves by peeing on themselves, but uh, no, that's not what you meant. No. A little I urine said, therapy? Oh, no, I grossed everybody out. Yeah, there you go again. Lorelai's not going to be happy with you. Oops, sorry, Lorelai. All right. Uh, Break time. Homeopathic free segment? No, it's not free of homeopathy, but the homeopathy is free. That's the information that we're given. Is On the, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Bonus round coming up after this, because the power to heal is yours. Hey, here we are. Mm. Bonus round commences. So apparently uh, 75,000 uh, plus Kaiser Permanente workers are now on strike. They want more pay mm -hmm. and uh, uh, more employees to help share the load. Well, Kaiser Permanente part of the pseudo healthcare system in America, are they not? Big part? Yeah, they're uh, an HMO. Yeah, and so related to health insurance and things like that. But remember, Scott Shera confirmed it is what I said. I said a little different. Than he health insurance, I call it medical insurance, but you get the picture. Most dangerous thing you can have. I mean, what does Kaiser do to support your health, really, other than 
maybe if you, you know, you need a hospital to inter intervene. And once again, I must mention this, that there are, are places for allopathic. I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. When I say the power to heal is yours, it is, but it also is the power to reach out to those that can help you heal. Doesn't mean you're, you know, isolated on your own and that's all you can rely upon. That's an important part of everything to realize you're an autonomous uh, being that has the capacity for self-healing. But there are times where we need a homeopath, an herbalist, a naturopath, a chiropractor, uh, even a medical doctor. But not everywhere, every time, not all the time. But there are times. I wish obvious to uh, all of us, and sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But Kaiser Permanente is primarily in that allopathic system. So the insurance schemes lead to what? Vaccines, drugs, surgery, more drugs, more medicine management, not myopathy, not herbalism, not naturopathy, none of those things. Now, licensed naturopathy, as I talk about, is a little different because it was engulfed and devoured by the allopathic medical monopoly from the Flexner Report forward. So schools like Steer National College in Arizona and others have adopted a lot of the allopathic training to become, quote unquote, licensed doctors or physicians. But when you come out as a naturopath and you can inject vaccines, uh, you've lost your way. And for the chiropractic, God bless chiropractic, but when they require the students to come into their college or university settings and have to be vaccinated, you've also lost your way because you've accepted gifts from government. You've got student loans, other things. When you accept those gifts, they have to mandate these things not incongruent with your original philosophies. So you compromise money. Not a good thing. If you if you have those principles, you don't compromise them for any reason. There are other things you can compromise, but not your principles. If you compromise your principles, then they maybe never were actually your principles, your belief system. So there I go. It's like the show is still on. I'm supposed to be lightening <laughs> up. It's the bonus round. Oh, you just can't help yourself. Yeah. Oh, did I send you um, Vitality Radio, my interview with uh, Jared St. Clair? I think I, I dropped know, it you? into Skype. Skype? Yeah, so we can pump that oh, out yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can get that out there. Apple Podcast. Okay, and he's also got Spotify. So I'm on Spotify. Hey. <laughs> Not as a show, oh, but you as know an what? interview. Speaking of that, yeah. I forgot to check because I tried to resubmit our podcast to Spotify just to see what would happen. Right? Yeah. So let's take a look here and see what happened here. So Did Spotify, they send you an email? Like, uh, I, I, yeah, well, maybe. But you know how emails are for me. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We're going to search. I mean, Your did you internet submit it is to glitching. an official kind of a, a submission thing, or did you send them an email? Yeah. How no, there's work? like a th there's a thing where you where you submit you your submit. podcast. Yeah. Hmm. They okay. Haven't responded at all. No, I haven't gotten anything. Your internet is glitching. Do you see anything on your end there that that is indicating that anything weird's going on? I'm getting a message, but it still shows all four green bars. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Did it happen a lot? Uh, it's happened like four times or so since we came back from it, the break. Oh, okay. So it's recent. All right. And bonus yeah. round. Warbly. Yeah. By the way, what happened to the guy that was supposed to transition our website to another host? Oh, dude, day? I keep forgetting to follow up with him. I don't know what, what happened. Because we that. had set the stage for that and everything, and it's ready yeah, to Yeah. I don't know if he required more info or something, but it's been so long. I have to check back in with him. Okay, can you put that on the we list? We got him set up with the uh, the host. Yes, right. Hosting yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got his email. I'll find out. 
Hey, my mom reminds us all that more people stay alive when medical insurance is on strike. She's referring uh-huh. to the uh, the doctors that went on strike in Israel, the hospitals, and, and they went down and, and the death rate plummeted in Israel. And then when they went back to work, it went right back up and that has been duplicated. So good memory, mom, on that. Uh, so the Kaiser strike might work in the favor of people's health. Just saying. Just saying. There's no love lost for Kaiser when it comes to me because had not been for Kaiser, I'd probably be able to give my dad a call after the show. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's the system that we've got, and uh, it's not the best we could have. In fact, we'd do better with no system. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, the story with him was that um, he was around when Kaiser first started. Wow. His his, uh, Kaiser... Insurance number was like three. Wow! <laughs> I mean, it was, and, and it was. Uh, I've got like it's somewhere in a box back here. Um, they they had him do an advertisement mm-hmm. for Kaiser, and there's like a picture of him, you know, and there's this big poster thing that they put in like in, in the major magazines and stuff like that. that was wild. He was one of the original original people, but they. Uh, they, they, it was medical error. Yeah. Medical well, error. He survived a long time if he goes that far back, but still doesn't excuse what they did at the end. That's for no, sure. No. So anyway. Yeah. These are the exciting things that happen and happen on the news. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Diana says... Same with brother-in-law. Kaiser killed him, diagnosed with renal cancer, died two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad, you know, he had heart disease, and uh, he, he, they, they went to give him an angio, I think it's called an angioplasty, where mm-hmm. they, like, go up and they, like, roto-rooter, you know, the, the your arteries and stuff. And, and the first thing they did when they screwed up was uh, – Apparently, when they when they when they put the thing, you know, they go in through like a like an artery in your leg or vein in your leg, mm-hmm. and then they wiggle it up into your to where your heart is, right? Mm-hmm. And on the end of this thing is like a little little tool, like a tip that they use to try and you know clean out you know the the, the arteries that are clogged. Right. Well, they got in there, and there was a spot there where it was really like clogged up and stuff, and the thing came off in his heart. And they're just like, well, uh, it would be more dangerous to try and go in and get it. So we're just going to leave it there. Wow. So that was like, you know, red flag number one, right? Yeah. So later on, you know, he's to have an issue and they decided that they needed to do one of these angioplasty things again. And apparently they knocked out a piece of something and uh, it went up into his brain and he had a stroke. Man, yeah. So it was like... And that was when, if if you've been listening to the show, you know, you know that I can't remember how many years ago it was that I had to take some time off and and fly down and help take care of him and stuff, which was, you know, if you've never had to wipe your own dad's butt before, I mean, it was just, it was, it was weird, you know, it sucked. Yeah. Um, But he was doing, he was doing good when I left. I wasn't able to stay for an extended period of time because I got kids and responsibilities and stuff. And so came back up. And so my sister was the one that did, and her husband did most of the heavy lifting after that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then later on, uh, he had an incident and uh, 
his behavior was not right. And the doctor was like, oh, no, this is just normal. This is what, you know, happens when people have a stroke and you just take them home. You're fine. And my sister was like, no, something's wrong. Something's mm-hmm. not going on here. Shouldn't, you know, it's not working. Um, and so she basically, she managed to get somebody to force the situation. Yeah. And they went in, they did a scan and he had a brain bleed. Wow. And, and it was just like, you know, had, had my sister not forced them to do something, he would have died, right? You know, I mean, it just, you know, come on. Yeah. You, you know, that's no small thing. So, um, but unfortunately, you know, things just went south after that and then he ended up dying. But, hmm. you know, I understand people are, are human. Humans make mistakes. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do we... Do we have another meeting today that's not on the calendar? Actually, I think we do have something that is on the calendar at three o'clock. Okay. I don't have it on my calendar. That's why I'm asking. Oh, you don't. No. Oh, hold on. Let me grab it here. The bonus round. We get to talk shop. I know. See. Everybody's like, oh, this is really super interesting, guys. Thanks yeah. for for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Three o'clock. Yeah, you you um you you accepted it. It should oh, be on your calendar. I don't know why it's not on my calendar. It's weird. Yeah, three o'clock. We've got a follow up with uh, George. Okay. All right. So we better wrap this thing up so I can get ready for that. I got I okay. got also another meeting after that. So uh, lots of stuff going on. Thank you all for being here. Thanks to John Richardson. Y'all pick up some uh, amygdalin, uh, some B seventeen, some apricot pits and seeds and kernels, and get ten percent off. Uh, go to rncstore.com slash rsb take advantage of that and all the banners we have on the right hand side of the web page will get you the best deals on all the things that that we utilize here um, just uh, really really amazing things yep and yesterday was a great discussion with christine and, and jamie from nutritional frontiers we went to a lot of things related to fertility and other things uh, so y'all if you missed that show go back and listen share it as well a lot of people need to hear it and then we'll be back. Let's see. Tomorrow we got Jonathan E. Mord. Uh, looks like uh, James Egidio, Egidio, Medical Truth Podcast guy. So looks like we got a full full slate for tomorrow's show, and then we got to work on getting something in the can for Friday too. So a lot, a lot going on. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with the news of the day with awesome guests and. Uh, who knows? Maybe it takes 24 hours for people to turn into zombies, but we'll keep an eye on things. We'll get zombie updates tomorrow, too. Zombie updates. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Real quick here. Diana what? says, forgot, tried to order Cardio Miracle from your site, and they would and they would accept discount? And if you use would. the banner at the website, it automatic, you automatically yeah, get the you, discount. If you go okay. to cardiomiracle.com slash RSB, it's automatic. You don't even have to oh, add Oh, is it. that how it works? I believe so. Slash RSB? Yes. The, look, I, I would say the easiest thing to do is go to our website, click on the banner. Yeah. Because that's got it built in. Diana says it wouldn't. All right, Diana, let's um, shoot me an email. Askrsb yeah. at gmail.com and, and we'll get it worked out for it you. It should be embedded, you know, yep. automatically. But we'll anyway, figure out what's going on. Follow up on that and so many other things. Super Don, you got nothing to do. Absolutely nothing. All right. I got time for Diana, though. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, see ya.